0: You are now listening to wave a sound. Welcome to episode 42 of Versus Mike History. I am your host Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we aren't your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. You can stay up to date with Versus Mike History by subscribing to our newsletter and find any further information at versusmikehistory.com. Well, I don't make my work for you to interpret it. I make it for black young people so that they can understand that we are at war that we have to be strong-minded, that we have to be productive, that we have to be unafraid of expressing ourselves and getting what we want in this society. But isn't there a danger in telling young people, uh, encouraging them to be militant? Aren't you taking them down a track that can only lead to a cul-de-sac and at the same time alienating a lot of of people who really don't understand or accept or even grasp uh, that militant language? Well, what most people who know my work know is that I don't only teach young Blacks to be militant, I teach them to be intelligent, substantive, to make analysis. I think that America has to stop painting young Black people as being uncivilized and irrational, which is what they've done in the coverage of this story in Los Angeles. Sue! Hey! Sue, Su- Hey! I don't know how to do my nigga Jeff in this bitch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah had to start, had to look to my right I, I walked around the room, it was clear sprite. bright oh, no. Everybody riding ain't gonna steal you right no, You can't no. hit nobody, let your speech right, no, no. no. And no. That's shit I shit on no. myself, oh. no. I touch that water, no. feel like rap, huh no no. no. My money, no. my like they never the bringing to Yo, 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 what's good, family? We back again for another episode. This is episode forty two. Um Recording this at night. Feeling good, you know, um, a lot has happened over this past week in terms of uh, black news And um, we got some stuff to get into today I feel like I'm starting to become uh, repeating myself every week But um, there's a legitimate amount to get into And um, yeah, everything's all good um I hope that everybody is staying safe at these times. Um COVID currently is COVID cases are currently rising all across the nation. I hope you guys are social distancing. You guys are washing your hands. I hope you guys are wearing your masks. Um vaccines are being distributed around the country in very small um amounts in major cities and um you know we're looking at the tail end of this thing so everybody stay safe so we could all so we can all make it out and celebrate life and prosperity once we have this behind us and we're gonna go ahead and get into it today let's go so i want to start the episode by leading with love of course And I don't have any shout outs for anybody in my close proximity, but I do want to give a shout out, a special shout out to the lovely Regina Hall on turning a fabulous 50 years old. Um, This woman has contributed to many classic black films within Hollywood, and um, she continues to keep everybody laughing. And as as stunning as she is to look at, she's also very intelligent and a very accomplished businesswoman. So I want to give a shout out to her and send love her way and keep it moving. And we're going to go ahead and get into our Black Spotlight of the Week. The Black Spotlight for the week goes to Mayor Brandon M. Scott. So Mayor Brandon M. Scott is the 52nd Mayor of Baltimore, working to end gun violence to restore the public's trust in government and change Baltimore for the better. Now, The reason why my Black Spotlight of the Week goes to Mayor Brandon M. Scott, who was just elected the mayor of Baltimore, is because this man took his mayoral picture with a full afro, this black man, and, um, you know, for all of the times where we've been told that our hair wasn't appropriate for the workplace, or... For the time where people just made it seem like our hair was just abnormal for what it naturally is. This is huge. <laughs> um, To me, at least. You know, um, the mayor of a major American city has an afro. Like, he didn't have an afro in the past. He currently has an afro. So I wanted to give a shout-out to him. I also want to give a shout-out to the fact that he's become mayor at such a young age. This young man is... <clears> Thirty six. And, um, you know, he's working to change Baltimore around. So shout out to him and we're going to keep moving. OK, let's go ahead and get into some news. So I want to start by congratulating Delroy Lindo because he is to receive the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award at the Critic Choice Awards Um at the Critic Choices' third annual celebration of black cinema. And I would assume this is following his performance in the Netflix film The Five Bloods that was directed by Spike Lee that also stars um, Jonathan people like Jonathan Majors and the late Chadwick Bozeman, of course, uh, and Daryl Lindo. And his performance in that film was... Absolutely captivating. Um, So this award being given to him is much deserved. Um, He's been in plenty of other films that have contributed highly to what is the standard for black actors in Hollywood. Um, He's also contributed so much to... Giving advice on how to maneuver through the Hollywood system as a black artist. Um, as he was seen in the documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it was a Netflix documentary, but I saw it on Netflix. The uh, They've got to have it. So I want to give a shout out. Well, this is not really a shout out, but congratulations to Delroy Lindo on receiving his lifetime achievement award. Because, you know, we got to give our actors our flowers Their flowers while they're still here, man Um, People are, we're losing people left and right to COVID And, you know, we'd hate to get another tragedy Such as Kobe Bryant Where we lose somebody so soon And not able to really, you know Send them off the way we'd like to But, moving on Not to say that he's sick or anything You know, just, just speaking in general um, next I want to talk about, uh, Issa and Lala because they are going to be, they are going to be producing a horror comedy called Juju for universal pictures. Uh, Thimby banks is going to be directing and there is going to be a script by Angel uh, Angelica Nuwando. So shout out to these four black women for staying booked and busy. Um, I know I'm saying shout out a lot. But obviously, this is not the, the shout-outs portion of the podcast. Um, I don't know why I wanted to make that distinction, but yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it's looking like a real black renaissance for black artists in Hollywood. Um, people are getting projects greenlit left and right. Um, I want to talk about all of the black projects that are coming to Disney+. Plus. But we're going to get into that in a few. Um, But for now, we're going to go ahead and shift to Chance being sued by his manager, Pat. So Chance the Rapper has been with, from a managerial standpoint, has been with um, this white man named Pat who has, you know, uh, fostered his career through through up to the point that we're up to now. I hope that made sense. I'm not sure it did, but I hope it did. Um, so, yeah, Pat's been, by Chance's side, pretty much since the beginning. And um, they've shared a lot of success together, a lot of accomplishments. Um, chant, one major one being chance, be, um, chance winning a Grammy for his mixtape and being an independent artist while doing that because that hadn't been done before. Um, But yeah, he's being sued by his, um, his longtime manager. And I'm going to go ahead and read some of this, some of these excerpts. So following fan disappointment in Bennett's most recent album and underwhelming fan support for its associated tour, Bennett replaced Cochran with Ken and Taylor Bennett, his father and brother, and has now refused to honor the terms of his agreement with uh, Cochran. As a consequence, PTM brings this action for all amounts to do and owing and seeks all available remedies in law and in equity, including but not limited to compensatory damages and exemplary damages for breach of their agreement related violations of the Illinois Sales Representative Act and for its attorney's fees and costs incurred in bringing this action. So, um I just read a lot of legal jargon a lot of legal jargon, but essentially um Chance is being sued by his manager for 3 million dollars basically because he chose to announced that he was releasing an album that album being the big without conferring with his manager and he then proceeded to kind of slack off after this announcement and he also decided to get married during this period of time where he should have been recording his album and one of the major things that pat had an issue with was that he announced an album in the first place and hadn't recorded anything for it. And in the time that he was supposed to be recording the album or getting it done, at least, um, he was set to get married. So his manager uh, advised against it. He didn't listen. The album came out. It didn't do well. Then people didn't want to come see the album being performed on tour because it just wasn't a pleasing album. And this kind of made chances career shift in a different direction uh for the past couple of months that we've seen he's kind of shifted away from uh music and more towards like influencer styled content um he has he did just release a project this this past week but most of that music is old um but yeah you know chance you know you got to do better man um i know that you've been going through a lot in terms of changes in your life you have a child you have two children now um and then you have your spirituality that's been growing a lot and you've probably been connecting with your family a lot more due to this but you know you have to honor contracts and you have to honor the people who are by your side no matter what race they are um who are by your side for your growth to this point you know it's just not honorable and um, I just wanted to speak on that very quickly I don't want to delve too deep Because I don't know any of these gentlemen But you know I'm all about uh good business And this does not seem like that And you know when somebody's when You know when two people have worked together For a very long time And one starts to accuse the other Of not bringing their just due You know there has to be some sort of truth to it Because why would somebody Work with someone else for so long and receive this type of treatment. So yeah. Um, we're gonna keep it moving though. What else do I have for you guys? Oh, Kid cudi also announced that he has an Adidas collab, so he's introducing his with Adidas the Vedawam 326, named after his awesome daughter Veda, and it will be available on December 17th. Um I like these shoes, you know somebody said somebody from my timeline said that they're like a ripoff of the Margellas. Um, I personally don't agree with that, even though I'm not the biggest in fashion, but, um, I do think that they're pretty cool. I don't know if I necessarily wear them, but I do enjoy the design. I don't hate them. Um, they given, they're giving me, uh, Marty McFlies. But all in all, I think it's a dope shoe and you know, I'm pro Adidas. So, whatever. <laughs> um and I think that's pretty much it. What else do we have? Oh, we have one more thing. Um Charlemagne extends his iHeart contract. So, I want to read this and I'm getting this off of AfroTech. So, Charlemagne the God renews and extends his iHeartMedia relationship with new five-year deal. So, pioneer pioneering radio Hall of Famer, and multimedia mogul Charlemagne the God has inked a new deal with iHeartMedia that has him moving up the ladder this week. iHeartRadio announced that the media company has both renewed and extended its relationship with Charlemagne in a five-year agreement that includes a new job title and tenure on award-winning show the breakfast club so <laughs> under this new five-year agreement Charlemagne will now be the senior creative officer of cultural content and programming um shout out first of all i want to give a shout out to Charlemagne for securing the bag um, it's not easy to do what he did at all he's an anomaly uh, for creating such a popular show at a radio station and keeping it going for so long and being able to create all of these other opportunities for other people in lieu of that but come on man um that title the senior creative officer of cultural affairs like first of all the way we're throwing around culture at this point is egregious um so let's let's start there um culture should not just be used in um culture should just not be synonymous with black people. That's first and foremost. Also, um, what does that even mean? It's just a long title. You know what I mean? It doesn't say anything about equity. It doesn't say anything about ownership. And um, at the end of the day, I would like for these types of announcements to not be so publicized because they don't really mean anything. Uh, It's just somebody getting a promotion. And what do we need to know about a rich person getting a promotion for? We don't. Even if they're black. Um but like I said, I'm a, I'm going to give I'm going to give love to Charlemagne regardless for the feats and the accomplishments that he's done in the past regardless of how these new things come out. And I'm just giving y'all my opinion. You know what I mean? Like you guys can feel however way you would like to feel. And um that's pretty much it for our topics for the day we could go ahead and move on to some new music okay um let's get into some new music I there wasn't that much that I listened to this week again um like I said I'm just I just haven't been listening to new music uh but we do have a special release this week uh none other than Kid Cudi released the long-awaited man on the moon three um i love this album this album is fantastic it um i think that it is a proper i I think that it is a proper third installment to the first two albums that we've gotten from kikudi i think that he made the best possible decision by waiting until he felt like he was absolutely ready to make a third installment to this series. Um, I understand that Kid Cudi is not for everybody. You know, a lot of people enjoyed his first album and then were pretty much lost by the time they got to the second one, uh, which I don't personally understand. But, you know, to each his own. I do think, though, that his sound has influenced a lot of other artists, including artists that we know and love today. Um, And I do think that he deserves recognition for influencing them. Based off of how this album sounds in general. uh, K. Cuddy influenced me a lot. And I won't say that he brought me out of dark times or anything like that because that's just not true. But seeing him go through the issues that he went through in the past definitely helped me make better decisions for myself in terms of substance abuse, in terms of depression, in terms of anger, and how to deal with all these types of things. You know, when you have artists who go through the things that you may experience on a small level and they experience it on a big level. Um, it kind of helps you navigate through life. And that's how I feel about a lot of his early music. Um, so, you know, for all the, for, for the Cuddy hive, (laughs) um, this one's for us. There are some radio friendly songs on this project in my personal opinion. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much it. What else we got? Uh, I'll talk about some albums that I didn't get to listen to now. I didn't get to Kamaya's album, but shout out to her. I didn't get to B's album, Channel Tress. Fetty Wap released an album that I plan on listening to. Terrence Martin released a project as well. Mulatto released her album. Shout out to Mulatto and um Vory Vory also released an album. Uh he is Meek's artist. So shout out to all of these black artists who released projects and things like that. And yeah, that's pretty much all we have for music this week. So let's go ahead and get into some TV. Like I was saying last week, there's not a lot that I've been watching, but Um, I want to start this segment by talking about the Disney investor day presentation because so much content was, um, was presented to us. So let's go ahead and start there. The Disney investor day presentation, uh, occurred on Friday, I believe it was and or whenever and they released a whole slate of new series that are coming straight to disney plus for 2021 and i'm just going to highlight some of the projects that are being worked on by black creators uh one of which is a star wars project called lando i think that that's going to be a short series on Disney Plus, I don't know if we're going to be getting old Lando or young Lando, but it will be led by a black lead. So shout out to that. Um, also, Ahsoka is getting her own series on Disney Plus. So shout out to Rosario Dawson for securing that bag. Moving on, Disney has also announced that they have a partnership with an independent african studio and i don't want to ruin their name so i'm going to pull it up right now so disney partnered with kugali to create this series called uh iwaju which is Yoruba for the future and um i think that this is wonderful because it just shows that Uh, production companies and studios no matter how large or small and no matter what race you are from you can collaborate it shows that you can end up collaborating with these large corporations to create the vision how you want it to be fulfilled um so shout out to these guys man on this staggering accomplishment working with the disney company is something that is no small feat by any means um let's move on to some marvel though uh marvel released marvel announced so many projects man uh they announced Ironheart, uh which is their comic book series starring their character named riwi williams which is a young black woman who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Tony Stark they've also announced armor wars with Don Cheadle which is basically a story that surrounds that's centered around what if Tony Stark's armor gets into the wrong hands Um, this story is originally told with Tony Stark but obviously since he's not in the MCU anymore they're giving that to Don Cheadle They have also given us another trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which looks absolutely fantastic. And we will be getting that in March of 2021. And um, they gave us a little bit more information about Captain Marvel 2. Of course, Nia DaCosta will be directing this. And um, finally, The Samuel L. Jackson series that Marvel has been up to was announced as well. And that will be a secret invasion series. So, yeah, Marvel has a lot up their sleeve and there's a lot going on over there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all of these projects premiere. They also announced a ton of new uh, new movies uh well they had, they announced a ton of new dates for the movies that they have coming out, and um they still plan on doing theatrical releases unlike Warner, which we will get to in a second and um yeah, I think that's pretty much it, you know Marvel has with this new announcement, they've shown that they've really focused on giving creators of color a platform to create and tell new stories which i think is the most which i think is the smartest decision because you don't want your stories to stay monolithic and all the same uh you need especially in this time that we're in now the mcu needs to show growth in terms of narrative and story now that you've put all of these characters since the beginning of the mcu on screen we need to see how world how large this world really is now and uh yeah let's go ahead and talk about warner media as well uh a lot of directors are giving clapbacks because warner media announced that they will be releasing all of their warner brothers films through hbo max in the year of 2021 and directors like Christopher Nolan and the director of Dune, um, have come out to say that this is egregious and it's ruining cinema and hey, I mean, it does suck, but at the end of the day, um, they own this content and that's what they're deciding to do with it. Me personally, um, I do enjoy going to the movie theaters, you know, but looking at this from a business standpoint, um, the movie theaters that these directors uh hold so highly and coveted um haven't gotten any type of relief in this climate that we've that that we're going through right now in terms of covid so for directors to be so passionate about their films coming out in movie theaters without there really being any type of direct business with them in terms of how the uh film is released it's just very odd to me you know i think that if they want to do films with a studio who could decide any day that they want to release their film on a streaming service then they should sign contracts that ensure that this doesn't happen which christopher nolan actually did do um Which is funny to me that he came out and uh, against this. But regardless of the fact, it is what it is. And um, that's just how it's going to be. Who knows? Maybe they may change their mind or change their stance on their releases. But this definitely affected Disney's rollout in terms of their investor day and them deciding not to put all of their films on Disney Plus as well. Um, And yeah. I think that's pretty much it for this week. I haven't... All I'm pretty much doing right now is watching, is rewatching Snowfall, getting ready for this new season to drop. And um, re-watching it, I'm just marveling in how good uh, Damon E.G. is as an actor, one, uh, in addition to everybody else on that show, because there is nobody who doesn't carry their own weight on this series. That's first and foremost. But, um... Also, you know, this just is just a great show. And from a narrative standpoint, in terms of how they split the story up in three um, in three different parts is very interesting to see. Uh, I do want to give a shout out before we get out of here to David uh, Famuyiwa for directing and writing the latest episode of uh, The Mandalorian. He works on that show a lot. And he also directed one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Brown Sugar. Uh, that guy's killing the game, man. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to him on my way out. But as always, send topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at vs Mike History, and you can follow us on Instagram at versus Mike History. You can catch me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And I will see you, beautiful black people next week it has been real thanks guys see you